Welcome to Australian Basketball Coach. I'm your host, Anthony Corcoran. Welcome to Australian Basketball Coach. With me today, I've got Matt Gain from Roma. Welcome, Matt. Yeah, g'day, Anthony. Uh, how you doing, Corks? It's been a while <laughs> since I saw It is. Um, great to have you on today. How hot was it today out in Roma in the middle of December? Well, it's always about 40 degrees in the middle of December. Um, but uh, obviously with the drought, it's um, a little bit more intense at the moment. But, um, you know, right across Australia, everyone's feeling it. So, um, but what, you know, we just managed. We get around it and uh, we're just only hoping for rain. So yeah. one day it will rain. And for the listeners, um, Roma, Matt's uh, heavily involved in the association out there in Roma. It's about 515 kilometres or 320 miles west, northwest of Brisbane. So fair drive out. Still a population of about 7,000? Yeah, it's about, Anthony Corks, it's, um, it's gone to about eight and a half now. And there's oh, nice. um, quite a few new people coming in. We're in the middle of the Surat Basin, obviously, with the mining sector the gas sector so um yeah things are ticking along quite well the town's prospering and uh yeah look it brings up um, opportunities and, and and like you say yeah um started the association here about five years ago mate and um we've just been plugging away in rugby league territory at the moment yeah i was going to ask you about that how did you um get involved in, in basketball out there in roma yeah, well, I, I sort of came from the, uh, I guess, the Pirates uh, organisation, you know, in the club level system back in Brisbane. Moved out here for work. And, uh, you know, obviously my kids were playing back in that system back in Brisbane. Um, they There was no system out here or any sort of association or any competition. So, look, we just uh, rolled up our sleeves, all of us, and got into it. And we started a PCYC-based program and then it um, blossomed into an association uh, we're now we're we're sort of you know hovering around the 150 member mark at the moment. Wow, that's great. I mean, that's awesome, really. Like when you consider uh, only a population of around about eight and a half thousand. Certainly, like you've you've been putting in the work and, and getting some results, which is really good. The um, you mentioned yeah. the, the the PCYC. Um, this could you just explain a little bit about what they do and and what you know their role, like what they do to help you uh, run things out there. Yeah, look, they're, they're tremendous. I mean, um, you know, they get, they get behind a majority of the sports, indoor sports. Um, they've got a beautiful two-court facility here, um, pine wood floors, so um, high ceilings, that sort of thing. So um, from their perspective, they've been a great help to get the program up and running, um, get it to a level where we could branch out on our own. Um, so three or four years, we're in our fourth year as an association now, officially um, probably five or six as, an, as a program. Um, and they've been tremendous. They just, um, you know, it's obviously providing the facility for us and, and some of the resources there. But, um, you know, I guess it's all about um, you know, pr- providing an opportunity. There was no sport um, such as basketball here um, for about 15 years. Um, all right. We got it back up and running. Yeah, that's right. Did the, I heard you guys got a little Dr. Dish there at the moment or just recently. <laughs> Yeah, look, it's 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 tremendous. It's really important to 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 utilise funding and and you know sport and rec funding and all that sort of stuff and um, have someone in your association that's very proactive with that. Um, you know, because getting these little things like doctor's issues and you know improvements to facilities makes a big difference. Um, it certainly makes training a lot more fun. Uh, we bring the doctor <laughs> the doctor out on mostly on the school holidays when we've got time to use it, and yeah. um, of course. 
some of the apps. There are some uh, players here at a much higher level. Um, they play at school and, you know, they've gone on to SBL and QBL level. So they also use it as well. Oh, that's great. How did you come about? Like, was that like, did you manage to get a hold of that through a grant or something like that? Or did uh, one of the local companies uh, help you out with that in terms of sponsorship? No, look, it's it's just, again, um, it's, you know, we, we engaged a contractor to do a bit of um, fundraising and put an application in for us. It's a community gaming one through the Queensland Government. I, I guess I encourage all associations to utilise that funding. Um, for whatever it is, whether it be some minor, um, you know, utilities and, and equipment, up right up to sort of infrastructure um, type funding. For this, we just, um, yeah, we, we got a whole range of portable hoops um, and plus the Dr. Dish. So we were able to be more mobile um, with our setup. We can go to all the schools that didn't have a court for, or an indoor facility, that, for, for example. And we've been able to get out to all the schools around uh, the district at the moment. And we've even set ourselves up as a, a little competition in Charleville as well. So uh, the, I'm not sure if you know, but the Maranoa is probably, well, the, the South, greater southwest school region is probably the size of Victoria. And the Maranoa region is probably the size of Tassie. So we're dealing with vast distances and we need to get out to these um, communities. And some of them just don't have any um, sporting, you know, or basketball facilities at all. When you're out on the ground, you know, like you said earlier, you, you're in uh, the rugby league heartland there in Roma, uh, home of uh, Darren Lockyer, probably the, the biggest uh, Roma export in terms of rugby league. How does that go, you know, getting kids involved who are, who are traditionally, you know, either they're playing rugby league, rugby union, cricket, or, or just other sports as well. Yeah, well, it's, it's been very hard. It's um, you know, from a, you know, when you you're, you're talking about a product model where you're in the early adoption phase, and um, we look at that bell curve. I think we're we're finally on the bell curve and moving up, which is great. But there's a whole lot of work to get from. Someone said to me um, not long ago, it's hard to get from zero. Maybe it was Josh Pasco at CQ actually. That's a credit Josh for that. Um, from zero to a hundred, it's it's very difficult. Uh, but once you get to 100, it's a little bit more easier. So um, we took a long time to get to 100 members, and uh, we just continued to hit school holiday programs. We ran the program all year round. Um, we haven't taken a break, basically, in five years, and it's got to the stage where we've got a bit of market saturation now, and uh, we're making a little bit of inroads. So, um, look, we've got a long way to go, and, um, you know, we have to concede, I guess, that this will always be... Um, we're in a country, uh, Queensland, and you know, much much like the rest of Australia, it's uh, dominated by netball, cricket, and rugby league or AFL. But um, we'll we'll never give up on um, trying to get uh, our numbers up. I think our main goal is at the moment is to get to 200 members. But also, we just want to make rep teams. Um, we won't necessarily get a competition going, but we might might be able to get rep teams, and we might be able to get individuals through to the next level um, and then they'll be, they can participate in higher levels like SBL and QBL from there on in. Yeah, that's a, I mean, that's a great plan and, and as you say, it's got to start somewhere. I read earlier this year the Marinara Association uh, put together its first all-girls team and they played at a state tournament so that would have been a great experience for those, for those girls too, wouldn't it? Oh, look, you know, girls' participation is just huge. I've got three um, girls of my own. I'm very passionate about it. I was a girls coach at the club level. Um, so I, I really see girls as a real growth area. It's obviously taking off in a lot of sports, but, you know, we really need to keep focusing on girls and um, getting them the opportunities. And we're, we're really excited just to have a uh, one girls team. We obviously want to 
continue to build that. But but again, netball is uh, sort of the the queen out here of um, of the sports, and um, we just need to continue to focus on you know delivering really good service um, yep. and making it fun for the kids. Yeah, along with uh, more players will mean that you'll probably need um, more coaches too. So um, are you getting a bit of support and help from parents and uh, other people in terms of coaching as well? Yeah, look, it, it, it did take a while. I was like, it was one time there was myself and another person just helping out and, and some of my family members. But look, we're at the stage where we get a bit of um, government help, government workers that come through. And we've got a bit of uh, riding a bit of a, a wave of coaches at the moment. We've got about four We've got a couple of guys coming from um, Van Iser and, and Logan and, and some guy, a guy coming from Stanthorpe. So um, that's really good. That may not, may not last for a long time, but, again, it's about doing the level one coaching as well. I think what you've hit the mark on the head there in terms of the growth of the sport, the technical expertise of referees and coaches can't be, you know, we really need to focus on that. If we want to grow our sport here, Long term, we've really got to sow into those um, types of programs, and um, you know, you, you know, obviously funding and all that sort of, you know, administrative help helps to, to get that going. Yeah, I guess when you are coaching and you're out and about with those kids, like, what sort of, you know, from a coaching point of view, what sort of development do you do with them, and and you know, how do you, how do you start it off? Oh, look, I mean, the thing is, um, Corks, we we often go to you know, to the very highest levels to get the information. So in terms of skill acquisition, um, coaches need to be on their game, as you know, and continuous and learning and improvement. So, you know, for, for myself, I've been to the, some of the Boomers camps. I've been to the, some of the Basketball Queensland camps, um, you know, even even some of the Bullet Stack camps. Not, not really from a career perspective. It's more from a learning perspective for myself as a coach technically so I can pass it on to the kids. So they get quality coaching. They get the best. They get the most relevant coaching. And I think that's really, really important. We want to grow the grassroots levels. Um, better, better coaches at the grassroots levels means kids will come through quicker and and more have a, a skill acquisition of a higher level, even under six, eight, tens. And by the time they get to fourteens, when they're when they're doing rep, I think that's uh, the key is they'll be ready and we'll have a you know much broader grassroots system, which obviously helps you know Queensland teams and Australian teams and that sort of thing. Yeah, and it's probably not going to be too long before you get some kids start knocking on the door of either, you know, regional rep teams or state teams. So probably just a process uh, might take a little bit of time, but that'll be a real achievement, I think, if um, you can get to that yeah. point. Well, yeah, well, we've had um, – we record our results, and obviously um, in the last five years we've had 10 kids go to the Darling Downs um, schools regional sides. So that's a, pretty much from – so – that's the school state system that happens. Um, you know, they go up to Cairns or wherever. And so 10 of those kids have made that. And then we've got a couple of kids now, obviously left Roma, but they're still playing SBL. Um, and one, um, one, one of our older players ended up playing QBL as well. So, uh, you know, look, if there's no program in the area, there's no opportunity. So, and that's what we're talking about here. We just want to provide opportunities for individuals. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I saw also the Bullets, uh, Brisbane Bullets were able to come out previously and, and provide some clinics. So how important is that, like to have local kids uh, seeing, you know, players of that level and, and being able to talk to them and, and you know, uh, have some fun with them in a clinic sort of situation? 
Mate, I, I can't stress highly enough the importance of having elite players come to regional areas. Um, it's so vital that um, they have um, someone to look up to, especially if it's a Tyrell Harrison who's seven foot and they can see him dunk and, you know, do all sorts of things. Um, you know, Will Magne, all those sort of guys. Um, they see this and, and they become stars in their eyes for these kids and then they start to follow them and, you know, um, we're on that sort of southeast Queensland, southwest Queensland line, so we sort of t- tap into the bullets. Um, they've been here um, a couple of times, actually, which is great, and we welcome that, and it sort of gives it a bit of hype. And then we've been down to the games as well, and, uh, you know, kids have been on court and that sort of thing. So we really appreciate um, what the bullets mean to, to basketball in general. But to us, you know, it's really giving kids a dream. You know, if they can, if it, they can see other kids and they can touch and feel, you know, um, basketballs and, and those sort of players that are in their backyard, um, that's that's what it's all about. I mean, the Brisbane Broncos and the NRL do it very well um, out here. Yeah. They continually come out to the regional areas and I think we need to uh, continue to maximise that with our NBL teams and WNBL teams. Yeah, for sure. Have you had uh, any visits from any of the WNBL teams or is it a bit too far away to get out there for them? No, it's, yeah, that's right. Look, um, uh, obviously it's it's taken a while. Um, you know, it'd, be, it'd be great to get the Towns or Flames down here or something. But um, like at the moment, I think we're just concentrating on perhaps QBL. Um, look, we're, 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 not, we're actually 400 k's away from our closest major association, which is either Emerald or um, Toowoomba. So <laughs> it's a long way to drive just for a, a championships or a regional um, play. But we're trying to obviously get a QBL game here. We've had one before, a pre-season game, mm. um, and in the men's and women's. And I think they do clinics while they're here as well. So that, that you know, and that takes a lot of organising, you know, and a lot of cost to bring those teams here. But um, what it does is gives kids uh, the opportunity that they don't have to travel. They can sit back and relax and enjoy um, where they're getting blessed by another team coming in. And uh, from a women's perspective, yeah, we've had um, Brian Curls come out as well, and he's um, he's brought a couple of um, WNBL um, ladies out as well. So, um, you know, that, that again inspires the girls here as well. Yeah, that's awesome. And, you know, Brian, I know Brian does a, a great job just in getting out to the remote areas uh, across Queensland and New South Wales. And, you know, like the, the work that he does on the ground is, is pretty awesome. So uh, good to hear. Yeah, look, Brian does a tremendous job. He's been out a few times. Um, he he was really um, the one that helped us, um, you know, kickstart things, I guess, um, from a high-profile point of view. But, um you know, he's been out to Charleville and he's been out to Cunnamulla and those sort of places. So we're really, um, we're really, it's like, and it's hard for, for us full-time workers to get out there. So for guys like Brian to go out there or, you know, even, a, um, you know, someone from the Bullets or something, it's just tremendous. And, um, you know, it's, it can only benefit the game. But, of course, I guess the main thing is also, it's also about talent identification too, you know. Um, who knows what's out there? You, you don't know if you don't go. So, um, and what we've found is we've found, a, as you may know, a couple of years ago, we found a six foot seven um, Indigenous player um, in uh, sitting in Mitchell, and we put him through the program, and then we put him into Brisbane. Um, things didn't quite work out the way it did, but you know, you, you just never know what's out there. So, um, it's really important to get out to those far-reaching corners of Queensland and Australia, and and just do some talent identification as well. Yeah, that's it. And and yeah, like you say, it's all about giving kids a bit of exposure and then uh, hopefully they take it up and, and uh, run with it. 
on that, like, what, what would you see as uh, your goals as a coach in basketball? And also, what's the goals for basketball and Roma over the next couple of years? I think we just, um, from from my perspective, I just make sure that the teams are getting, um, well, my teams here in, in the Maranoa are getting um, good sound quality skill acquisition, uh, where they're able to, um, you know, compete on a, at least a state level, whether it's Division Two or Three. Um, you'd like to think that um, one of those players, with their talent and skill acquisition, they could go on and possibly get into an MPP program, that sort of thing. Um, but so it's, you know, consolidation of, of just making um, regional teams where you haven't got a lot of depth competitive enough yep. where they can enjoy the game and potentially get a few wins and that sort of thing. So uh, so that's very important to us. But on, on, on a personal level, I guess, we're just trying to um, continue to do the, 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 you know, obviously it's hard to travel um, from a remote region. So there's a lot of online stuff at the moment through FIBA. Um, through um, various associations, even Australian Coaches Conference, that sort of thing. So for me, just continuing to get that download from the highest level of coaches. Um, and I'm, I'm quite, I like the technical side of things. Um, I was just lis- listening to an Andre Lamanis video today um, at Terelgan um, Basketball Association is talking about defensive and offensive principles. So um, just, just really enjoyed it. And uh, it's that technical expertise that... Um, is, is really what it's all about to keep driving um, the passion for coaching. Yeah, yeah, and and you're right. There's, uh, I think BA and BQ are doing uh, a great job in pushing out some of that, some of those resources, um, particularly by video, because yeah, like you said, not everyone can get to a session, and and the online video related stuff is is really great. I reckon. Yeah, that's right. I mean, and you know, BQ um, uh, Peter Pollock did a really good job. Last uh, last few years, he's he's rolling out a lot of coaching courses, a lot of opportunities, and then there's the associations too that you might not be able to get to a conference, but there's a, you know I see the the Brisbane Capitals are running a, a, a some sort of um, um, specialist coming out, you know, and the Pirates are running, you know, um, another specialist. So there's always opportunities, and it's great that the, those associations open it up to the greater um, basketball coaching community um, because it just what what it does is just it just it doesn't hoard the information, it spreads spreads the information so the base gets better. Um, because what our ultimate goal is really is to be the number one sport in Australia, whether it takes us 5, 10, 20 years. But it's really important to continue that grassroots and get that channelisation going all the way to the top. And eventually, we'll beat Victoria. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't we love that? <laughs> So um, I, I know, sort of personally, Matt, you're a really keen NBL fan. So I wanted to ask you, how do you see the current season shaping up? Oh, look, it's it's you know the the season to me is a bit of a standout at the moment um, with Sydney. Obviously, um, Will Weaver's doing a tremendous job. Um, he's got a system there, and it, and it works. Um, heat on the rim, you know, he's um, he's plugging threes. He's putting heat on the rim, that sort of thing. So, but also he's got a great shot blocker, and you know, the system just works with um, Bogut and all the stars that are running off that. But um, other than that, I mean, it's the, the the race is wide open. I mean, you've you've got Perth, and they're not they're travelling all right at home, I guess. But um, they're a little bit clinky this year. They've got. Um, Hunt there as they're big and they're, they're missing Grant. So um, that's a big loss for them. You know, and then you've got the likes of South East Melbourne and Bullets and um, those sort of um, hovering around as well. And Cairns even going really well at the moment. So 
Look, it's, it's going to be uh, it's probably a six horse race at the moment because Illawarra almost uh, best season's done, and then the Breakers as well. Like you could you could almost anticipate they'll finish at the bottom too. But not not that any disrespect to those NBL teams, but um, but you've got a you've got a six horse race. Well, probably a five horse race, and it's really just going to come down to home home ground advantage and uh, you know execution and. And gee, didn't the Adelaide Thirty Sixers um, play well the other last few nights? So, um, you know, good quality coaching. It's just an it's an amazing NBL season. Um, and Corey Homicide Williams, I quite enjoy his call and Andrew Gaze and all those fellas. So, um, it's just been one of the best seasons ever. And uh, yeah, I I could probably I'd probably expect to see um, Perth and uh, Sydney in the in the top four. Um, and then it's just and, – and possibly Melbourne. And in that fourth spot, it's just going to be open slather for um, three or four teams to, to get in. So it's, yeah. be, it's, a, it's a wonderful season. Is it too early to talk about an MVP? Anyone you like in particular? Oh, look, I mean, oh, <laughs> you know, I've been swallowing a fair bit of NBL, but um, – Look, I mean, you know, obviously Casper Ware has to be in, in that um, frame, you know, even even Bogut, um, you know. But uh, you know, if, if you had to pick one team at the moment, it'd, it'd probably be probably be Casper. But um, you know, there's a few others lurking around. I mean, Mitch Greek's having a great season as well. Yeah, uh, yeah from what he's doing, you, you know, if you want to talk about leadership, you just look at Mitch and he's talking to his players, pat, patting them on the back of the head, and. You know, everyone's just got that surety about what they're doing with Mitch Creek. So he's, a, he's just a phenomenal player and a presence on the court. Um, and, and you know, obviously when finals time comes, you don't know who's going to come out of the bag. Um, who's going to really step it up? So it's, um, you know, who's going to bring their fantastic game? So Tariq or Whitehood, you know, again, so which Tariq is not having the best of seasons or most consistent. But I, I guess the other thing is this point score or spread is so wide at the moment, and you see that across the bullets. Um, you don't need um, one particular scorer anymore, and, and I think everyone's worked out the scouts for a lot of these players. So um, it's going to be interesting who ends up as the MVP. But for my for my money at the moment, it's probably Casper. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting you say uh, about the point scoring. I'm just looking at some NBL stats today, and the highest average. Uh, Points per game score at the moment is um, Glenn Rice from three games <laughs> at 25. So, you know, yeah, guys aren't sort of coming out every game and knocking down 30 plus. Um, everyone's chipping in with, you know, between that 15 and, and 20 bracket. And, uh, and and those teams are able to do that consistently. They're sort of getting the results. I think um, what what's really, really interesting is Rice Cotton, what, what he will do, he's He's been a bit up and down. He's had a 35 against um, Sydney and a loss. And, you know, you just don't know what Bryce... You know, he, he's probably the X factor for the whole league at the moment. He, he's just a phenomenal player. Phenomenal, you know, coming off screens. Um, his team does so much for him. And uh, I just... It's great to watch him. It's just a pleasure watching him be in the league at the moment um, for what he does and how he scores um, and, he, and the big-time plays that he has. So um, I guess he's the other X factor that I'd be thinking about for MVP. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, Matty, it's been um, great talking to you. I really uh, admire your passion for the game. And, you know, I think it's, it's just fantastic, the stuff you're doing out there in Roma and the, you know, five, six hours that it takes you to drive anywhere to do anything with basketball and, and play against other teams. Like, uh, not many people would have that sort of dedication and commitment to the sport. And, and I hope 
through growing the association and getting those grassroots things going that, you know, that, that's sustainable and, and you manage to, to, you know, get the kids involved for the long term. And, and, and I think, you know, your passion for the game will definitely rub off on a lot of the kids out there. Yeah, I appreciate that, Corks. And, you know, you hit the nail on the head. Um, basketball is all about sustainability, isn't it, really, at the moment? We've got to, we, we, although we build it, we've got to make sure it's a long-term thing. And, uh, you know, throughout Queensland, we're, it's amazing what basketball's done over the last... I think there was a survey came out that basketball still remains number three sport in terms of participation over the last 20 or 30 years. Um, don't quote me, but uh, I think I read it somewhere. So it's a testament to everybody that's involved in basketball, what they do around the country, um, even at the grassroots, right through the elite of, um, of the passion. Um, and, yeah, it's just an amazing sport to be a part of. Yeah, that's good. Uh, that's great, Matty. And, and uh, all the best of luck for uh, Maranoa Basketball Association and all your um, committee and, and helpers out there, people who are making stuff happen. Um, like I said, I think that's a, a great effort and I think you're doing great great stuff out there, mate. So keep it up. Yeah, thanks, Corks. And just a final plug, if anyone would like to contribute to the drought, drought appeal that's out there, um, just contact Rural Aid. It's, um, it's, a, it's a big part. We'd like it to rain. Um, we've only had about 200 mils out of 600 um, out here for the probably our worst rainfall record on record and uh, people are doing it tough but um, we can only pray it does rain but um, yeah if anyone would like to contribute um, to rural aid that would be really appreciated yeah I'd back that too on too Matty it's um, it's a uh, it's hitting the country hard and and you know like I think it's guys like you who are keeping people positive and, and focused on sport that's always been you know like uh, something that brings the community together so well done mate Thanks, mate. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it. You can get in touch with me through my email at australianbasketballcoach at gmail.com. That's australianbasketballcoach, all one word, lowercase, at gmail.com. Also, follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter at Coach, and also on Facebook with Australian Basketball Coach. So uh, looking forward to hearing from you, and thanks again for listening.